It's Your Health Radio, a special podcast series presented by Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Heart-healthy eating is such an important way to lower your risk of heart disease and stroke. My guest today is Kim Brown. She's a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and a certified diabetes educator in the Community Education Department of Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Kim, what does it even mean to eat heart-healthy? What does that mean? So heart-healthy means we're following a diet and lifestyle that um, prevents heart disease. So we're talking about adding in more fruits, vegetables, and grains like brown rice, whole wheat, oatmeal, barley, and rye. We're adding in more beans, legumes, um, peas and lentils, nuts. We're switching to fat-free and low-fat dairy products, and we're drinking more water. Also, we're moving more, more physical activity. Currently, the recommendations are to exercise for 150 minutes at a moderate pace, such as walking. Um, That would equate to about five walks per week at about 30 minutes or 75 minutes of higher intensity exercise like running. So that would equate to maybe three days a week, uh, 25-minute runs. Can eating a heart-healthy diet actually help reduce or prevent heart disease or lower blood pressure, diabetes? Can it really help with those things? It does all, it does all of those things. So I wanted to talk about what the American Heart Association recommends. It recommends the DASH eating plan, and DASH is an acronym for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension. Um, and what that is is an eating plan and sodium guidelines. So what they recommend is to eat lower in saturated fat and cholesterol, and that's basically um, foods that come from animal sources, and total fat. So total fat is going to be uh, bad fat and good fat together, but they want you to reduce your total fat. It emphasizes fruits, vegetables, again, low-fat or uh, fat-free dairy products, um, includes whole grains, lean meats like fish, poultry, and also nuts, and reducing your red meat and your sugar-containing beverages. It also recommends stricter sodium guidelines. Currently, what they recommend is about 2,300 milligrams of sodium. That's considered the highest level acceptable for healthy Americans. But lowering your sodium intake to 1,500 milligrams can lower your blood pressure even more. Kim, I think I know what you're going to say is the answer to this, but what are some of the biggest myths about heart-healthy foods that you hear from people when they say, I don't, I don't really want to eat some of those things? Um, one of the things um, when it comes to sodium, some people ask me, well, I heard that, I, heard that we, I don't really need to restrict sodium. And, you know, sodium restriction is not appropriate for everyone. Uh, certain people um, with certain diagnoses of certain age restricting sodium might not be appropriate. So I always recommend that you go to your doctor first and have your labs drawn, um, have your blood pressure checked to see if reducing sodium is even appropriate for you. Some people may inadvertently already be reducing their sodium and they don't need to reduce sodium anymore. We read a lot about antioxidants. How do they promote good heart health? What are some of the foods that contain antioxidants? Well, as recommended already, fruits and vegetables are key to um, uh, adding in more antioxidants. They're the ones that contain more antioxidants that reduce free radicals. And just a quick uh, uh, education on free radicals, basically when the body uh, digests food, 
the body goes through many, many different um, chemical reactions throughout the day. The end products are free radicals. Free radicals basically are very unstable electrons that like to ravage the body and tear apart healthy cells. And so when you include more fruits and vegetables, you reduce that activity. People hear about cholesterol and its contribution to heart disease. What's the best way to reduce the amount of cholesterol in your diet? What effect does that have on heart health? Okay. So as mentioned, uh, uh, blood pressure, cholesterol, and weight, those are three big parts of the heart disease equation. So if you're reducing animal products, you're reducing your red meats, and you're swapping out low-fat dairy products, you're going to reduce your cholesterol intake and therefore part of that equation. So what foods do you want us to keep on hand? Because some people think a heart-healthy diet is harder to achieve. Salads are more difficult. Vegetables have to be prepared. What's your best advice for keeping food on hand that people can get to and use readily that will promote good heart health? I agree. It can be really hard. Um, people think that you have to do elaborate preparations, and the, and the fact remains is at the grocery stores, there are so many uh, fresh foods that have already been cut up and prepackaged for you. There is nothing wrong with eating these foods. In fact, it's preferable to grab fresh foods that have been cut, peeled, and packaged versus running to fast food. Are organic foods more effective at promoting heart health than non-organic food? Not necessarily. Um, there are some foods that um, contain more pesticides, um, but in general, fruits and vegetables are going to help your health so much better than other choices like, as mentioned, going to fast food. And one of my favorite questions, Kim, is it true that a glass of red wine can be good for your heart? Actually, if you're already doing that, that's fine. I want to talk a little bit about alcohol. So if you are drinking red wine, that's fine. Uh, there are some alcohol recommendations in terms of servings per day that the American Heart Association recommends. They recommend one glass of red wine or whatever alcohol of your choice or two drinks uh, for men. So one for women, two for men. They, the American Heart Association does recommend that if you are not drinking now, do not go out and start drinking red wine to try to help your heart. Now, as far as food labels, when we're looking at the food labels, what's the difference between sugars and added sugar? And what does sugar have to do with heart health? That is a great question. So the new labels are supposed to have added sugars on the label as part of the total sugars. So Added sugars are kind of how it sounds, cane sugars, syrups, anything that is added into the, to the processing of food or even at the dinner table. Um, naturally occurring sugars, however, are under sugars and will make up that total sugars. And naturally occurring sugars are found in fruits and milk. So not all sugars on a label are created equal. That's why the label now depicts added sugars, um, separately from sugars. And just to be clear, you want to reduce the amount of added sugars. And that's why it's now on the label, so that you can make a good choice. Kim, since diabetes and heart disease are so closely linked, when we're talking about foods that are good for your heart and foods that are good for diabetes, some people have questions about that word carbs, which gets a bad rap. But not all carbs are created equal. And as you mentioned you know, fruits and vegetables, those are considered carbohydrates. They worry about lentils and beans. Where does all this fit into a like a low glycemic diet to help our heart health? 
Oh, that's a very good question. So, yes, they are linked together. Diabetes and heart disease are very much linked. What I usually recommend, whether you have diabetes, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to eat for good heart health, trying to prevent cancer, if you're into sports, um, we recommend the MyPlate. And I'll try to draw a visual for what the MyPlate looks like. You can also go to myplate.gov to visually see it online. But if you're using the MyPlate method, and if you can visualize a plate, you fill up half your plate with fruits and vegetables, preferably all vegetables on one half, but half fruit and vegetables is just fine. A quarter of your plate, whole grains or starches. So yes, not all grains and starches are created equal, but if you are following portion control, which the my plate provides, and you're putting a quarter of your plate as a grain or a starch, you're still control, controlling your total carbohydrate content, and then the other quarter is lean protein. So yes, if you follow the my plate and you a quarter of your plate was uh, whole grains or starches, and a quarter of your plate is fruit, you're still only getting into carbohydrate servings. When it comes to uh, educating diabetics, a typical pattern for carbohydrates is about two to four servings for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So that falls right in there. Wrap it up for us, Kim, because it's such important information, not only this month, but all year round. For heart-healthy eating, what's your best advice and what would you like people to know about the ease of eating foods that are heart healthy and and just healthy, good for our bodies. The main message I want to say is what you want to eat more of and what you want to remove, okay? So it's focusing on what you want to eat more of. Add in fruits, vegetables, and grains. Add in beans, legumes, and nuts. Make out those healthy swaps with your dairy products, fat-free or low-fat for the full-fat versions. Drink more water. And do less of this. Eat less red meat, less processed foods. Processed foods contain the saturated fat and the cholesterol and the trans fat that contribute to heart health. Remove the full-fat dairy products. Remove the whole milk and the yogurt and the cheese. Less sugar, especially added sugar. It's great advice and something that we should all do, really, not only just for heart health, but all year round. It's just great advice. Thank you so much, Kim, for being on with us today. You're listening to It's Your Health Radio with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. For more information, please visit henrymayo.com. That's henrymayo.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.